The quote for today's episode is, Awareness is the birthplace of possibility. Everything you want to do, everything you want to be, starts here. Hey guys, you are listening to the Bedtime Daily Podcast and I'm your host, Asma Mohammed. If you're new here, welcome to the fam. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the amazing episodes coming your way. And to all of you, wherever you're listening, please leave a review and rate this show. Especially if you're using Apple Podcasts or Spotify, it really, really helps the show and puts it out there for new listeners so, you know, we'd grow the family <laughs> and come on guys i'm not feeling the love on social media don't forget that you can always tweet about what you thought of each episode and share them with your friends you can even use the hashtag better daily podcast i mean it's right there so don't forget to do that okay enough about that does anyone else feel directionless lately or is it just me like, I genuinely don't know what I'm doing anymore or what I want to do. And that is low-key stressing me out. And I find myself escaping a lot more often too. By escaping, guys, I mean withdrawing into books. That's my own version of escape because it's the one I can afford to do. Yes. <laughs> Perhaps it's the being tired of the strike talking. Like, I mean, it's been how many days now? And... It always feels as if there is no end in sight. Like, let me be, let's be done with this, please. Let's be done with this. I'm losing my mind here. Like, I don't like school. Yeah, but I want to just go back and just be done with it. And just know that, yes, I am done. I'm finally a graduate. I don't have to go back to that aspect of my life. Like, free me, please. Anyway, that's just how I feel lately. If you're not new here, then you are familiar, probably, you are probably familiar with episodes where I find an article on a topic and then I read it out to you guys, like I narrate it to you guys, especially when it's a topic I am no expert on and I'm literally just learning about and I want you to learn with me. So that's how today's episode is going to go. Today's article is called what are triggers and how do they form from psychcentral.com it includes subtopics what is a trigger how do triggers form examples trigger warnings what to do if you are triggered and then a recap so stay with me guys it was written by tracy peterson and medically reviewed by vara saripali as always, the link to the original article will be in the episode description box if you want to check it out yourself. And with all that said, and with all that said, I would just jump right into it. What are triggers and how do they form? Triggers are sensory reminders that cause painful memories or certain symptoms to resurface. If you experience a traumatic event, you likely remember certain sounds, smells, or sights related to that experience. Now, when you encounter these sensory reminders known as triggers, you may get a feeling of anxiety, unease, or panic. Or perhaps you live with substance use disorder where the smell of alcohol or a certain scene can trigger your symptoms. Triggers can be anything from a holiday to a perfume scent to a loud voice. 
but how do triggers form and what can you do if you're triggered? What is a trigger? In psychology, a trigger is a stimulus that causes a painful memory to resurface. A trigger can be any sensory reminder of the traumatic event, a sound, sight, smell, physical sensation, or even a time of the day or season. For instance, the sound of fireworks can be a trigger for combat veterans with post-traumatic stress disorder, or a certain type of dog might be a trigger for a person who was beaten as a child. Apart from trauma, the term trigger is also used in other mental health contexts. A trigger can be anything that activates or worsens the symptoms of a mental health condition, such as obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD, or substance use disorder. For example, a person with contamination type OCD might be triggered by the sight of a dirty doorknob and reacts with extreme fear. Or a person with alcohol use disorder might be triggered by the smell of alcohol and suddenly start craving a drink. What does triggered mean? The word triggered is used more casually nowadays, which has likely caused some confusion. But it's important to note that there's a difference between being uncomfortable or offended and having a true mental health symptom. In general, when a person is triggered, they are being provoked by a stimulus that awakens or worsens the symptoms of a traumatic event or mental health condition. A person's strong reaction to being triggered may come as a surprise to others because the response seems out of proportion to the stimulus. But this is because the triggered individual is mentally relieving the original trauma. For example, an adult who experienced abandonment as a child might feel triggered from an unanswered text. The uncertainty of why they didn't receive a response may cause them to relieve feelings of abandonment. How do triggers form? A 2004 study revealed that our senses, e.g. sight, smell, sound, play a significant role in forming memories. One theory proposed that trauma-related triggers may feel so intense because our senses are highly involved. When we experience trauma, our brains tend to store the surrounding sensory stimuli to memory. Then, when we encounter these sensory triggers years later, the brain may reactivate the feelings associated with the trauma. In some cases, we may not even be conscious of why we are afraid or upset. For instance, if you got into a bad car accident while listening to a certain song or while chewing grape bubblegum, these sensory experiences could become triggers for years to come. But whether it is a one-time event or a series of traumatic events, trauma affects each person differently. In fact, the same event could cause two people to respond completely differently. While one person might reach a point of acceptance about an unsettling experience, the other person might develop PTSD. This difference in response could be a result of a wide range of factors. According to a 2014 research, the way a traumatic event impacts an individual depends on several factors, including the individual's personality traits and sociocultural history, specific characteristics of the event, stage of the individual's emotional development, and meaning of the trauma to the individual. What are examples of triggers? Triggers come in all shapes and sizes and are unique to each person. This is not an exhaustive list, but here are a few common triggers. Holiday or anniversary of the trauma or loss. Certain sounds, sights, smells or tastes related to the trauma. 
loud voices or yelling, loud noises, arguments, being ridiculed or judged, being alone, being rejected, being ignored, breakup of a relationship, violence in the news, sexual harassment or unwanted touching, physical illness or injury. What is the purpose of a trigger warning? Trigger warnings are designed to warn trauma survivors about potentially disturbing content. These warnings originated in online forums for survivors of sexual trauma where individuals would warn other readers about the upcoming content. However, the use of trigger warnings has now expanded to a wide variety of settings, including social media, entertainment, and educational settings. Trigger warnings may now one of the following. Physical violence, sexual violence, incest, child abuse, racism, eating disorders, animal abuse or suffering, homophobia or transphobia, self-harm or suicide, miscarriage or abortion, body shaming. No doubt, these warnings may help certain people with PTSD, particularly if they are in a vulnerable state in that given moment. However, there is some debate on whether trigger warnings are ultimately helpful. One 2020 study suggested that trigger warnings reinforce a survivor's view of their trauma as central to their identity, something that is counterproductive to the healing process. In addition, the widespread and casual use of trigger warnings can send the wrong message to the general public. Some people may believe that those who need trigger warnings are weak or incapable of handling stress. Others may casually say they are triggered anytime something angers them or upsets them, further causing the word to lose its meaning. What can you do if you're triggered? 1. Try to have perspective. As soon as you feel triggered, try to take a bird's eye view of the situation. Recognize where these intense feelings are coming from, likely not from the trigger itself but from a previous traumatic experience. 2. Remind yourself that you are safe. Next, try taking slow deep breaths and remind yourself that you're safe now. You can repeat a mantra in your head if that's helpful for you. You might remind yourself, I am safe, this is not. 3. Practice self-compassion and acceptance. As much as you can, try not to get irritated with yourself for having these feelings. Direct compassion towards yourself as you would a close loved one. 4. Try meditating. Practicing meditation may also be a helpful tool to help reduce your anxiety. A 2013 research review involving 207 studies found that mindfulness meditation is an effective way to lower anxiety depression and stress. There are even trauma-informed mindfulness practices you can try. So, a recap. A trigger is a stimulus that awakens a painful memory, feeling or symptom. People who experience trauma or who have a mental health condition are particularly vulnerable to triggers. If you experience trauma or live with anxiety or a substance use disorder, please don't hesitate to reach out for support. A mental health professional can help you come up with a treatment plan to reduce your symptoms and improve your well-being. Alright, that is all for today guys. And that thing about scent bringing back memories, like scent being a huge trigger. I totally get it. Like there is this particular smell that takes me back to as far as when I was I think 7 or something when uh, there was an incident. Uh, our driver was you know under the car and trying to fix something and I, don't, I think is it the lumberjack I don't know what it is that thing they used to prop up the car it fell off and then the car fell on him 
and yeah it was crazy he's fine we he was fine i don't know about now haven't had contact with him since <laughs> anyway anytime i smell that thing i'm always taken back to that time and place and then same thing with like particular music how music can be reminiscing sometimes and then even taste and smell too and yeah certain situations definitely make me feel uncomfortable in a certain way i don't know if it's like you know up to the level of the trigger they're talking about and it's not really ptsd but yeah there's that and then an incident i had in the car one time it was really scary and since then certain situations in cars have always freaked me out i'm sure we all have examples of things like this so i hope this article helps you better understand yourself and where your feelings are coming from so thanks guys for sticking with me this long (laughs) i would catch you on the next episode and until then i hope you have a lovely lovely time and you're being kind to yourself and being kind to others and if you're not then please be all right catch you guys later bye